Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Talk About It, a podcast with a purpose. I'm your host, Molly, and before we jump into today's episode, I just want to touch on a few things again. Just wanted to say thank you for bearing with me, being patient as I learn all of this. I think I said it before, but uh, just definitely a lot of things to learn and, you know, figure out. It's really, really a whole process. And of course, there have just been so many weird weather storms and I've lost power quite a few times. And of course, I need the internet to really do a lot of the stuff and record and edit and all of that. So that has made it a little bit difficult. Uh, and I've been a little disappointed with it because I just really wanted to have a consistent one day a week release and I want that day to be Tuesday. And so I'm really hoping that on, from this point f- moving forward, Tuesday will be the day that we can get the video not in the video and the episode out, you know, consistently. Uh, which also brings me to my next point, which is that I know it's each episode has looked a little different, sounded a little different. And I really do apologize for that. I'm still figuring out just the best way for me to record. And so basically each episode, I'm just trying something different and haven't really landed on something that I think works the best so far. So if you do like to watch on YouTube, again, uh, it's going to look even different than it did last week. I You won't see my face at all this time, but so far, pretty much everyone's been listening, uh, just listening, not watching on YouTube. So because of that, I would really like to make sure that the audio is great and worry less about recording my face. So with all of that being said, let's talk about it. So today we will be talking about the tech waste crisis around the world. But I did want to start this episode by talking about something called the triple planetary crisis. If you've never heard of this term, I actually just learned of it myself recently. It's the three major crises our planet is currently facing that we truly must address if we want to have a habitable planet in the very near future. So these three things are climate change, pollution, and biodiversity loss. So where does e-waste fall within that, you know, those three things? The way we currently dispose of electronic waste is a huge contributor to water and air pollution. Companies mining for gold dump close to 180 million tons of toxic waste into our water bodies annually, harming wildlife and drinking water sources. So we'll continue to break this down more throughout the episode. In 2014, there were 44 million tons of electronic waste. This number only increased to 53.6 million tons in 2019, and it's projected to just keep going up and up and up until it reaches 70 million just by 2030. The UN also estimates that when you add up the like circuit boards, phones, and other electronics, there's $57 billion of raw materials that are being dumped each year, which is especially wild when it can actually be cheaper to mine from the e-waste that we already have instead of mining raw materials. So what is tech waste or e-waste? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's just discarded electronics 
you know, ones that aren't being recycled. And actually just 17% of all of the electronic waste is truly recycled. The rest is wreaking havoc on the water we drink, the air we breathe, and a lot of vulnerable populations throughout the world. So much of this e-waste is shipped to low-income areas such as like parts of Nigeria and China where people and often children are rummaging through and trying to gather materials, but it's really toxic, it's really dangerous, and honestly, it's all really for nothing. I know tech has its place in our society and can really help make wonderful things happen. I couldn't be sharing all of this important information with everybody without it. Medical technology literally saves people's lives every day. I get this. I really do. But the vast majority of the tech waste crisis is because of cell phones. So this is why I say that it's really all for nothing. It's not like food waste because we need food to live. But we don't need a brand new iPhone every year to live. Like you just don't. My iPhone, I think it's an SE that I bought used, has lasted me almost three years. I've literally had zero problems with it. And in America, two-thirds of the heavy metals in our landfills come from this e-waste, which mostly comes from cell phones. These metals are ending up in our landfills, water sources, and then it often is getting burned and it ends up in the air that we're trying to breathe. So I want to talk about the metals in our cell phones, since this is the biggest contributor to e-waste. Metals in phones and other electronics, they're not synthetic. We mine them from the earth. This means that we literally only have so much. It also means that it's mined from all over the world. There's not like one part where we're getting everything from. So there are places where they are following even worse mining practices. Like there's not a standard practice for the entire world. So there are certain parts where the people, the animals in the land are being exploited even further than in some other areas. So I found six major metals in our cell phones while I was doing this research. And again, these are ending up in the air, the soil, the water, like it's really getting all over the place. And so it's not that there's just one way that you could be impacted. It's not like you just have to go and physically touch the metals yourselves to have an adverse health effect from it. No, like you can literally just breathe in the air and get sick from it. And I think that you will see that a little bit more when we kind of start going through each one of these metals. So I'm going to go through this list. It's six of them, like I said, and I'm going to talk about a lot of symptoms and stuff. And it might get a little bit repetitive, but I do think it's important to just really highlight how sick these metals can make us. So let's start with copper. Ingesting higher levels than you should, especially every day over an extended period of time, for example, if it was in your water source and you didn't know it, can lead to severe illnesses such as kidney and liver damage. The next metal we're going to talk about is tellurium. Exposure to this causes headaches, fatigue, dizziness, drowsiness, weakness. If you're exposed repeatedly again over a very long time, it can cause garlic odor to your breath, nausea, vomiting, loss of appetite, upset stomachs. There's also lithium in your phones. Exposure to lithium can cause loss of, loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain, can cause headaches, muscle weakness, twitching, blurred vision, loss of coordination, tremors, confusion, seizures, and coma. And lithium especially releases a ton of toxic vapors when it's burned. And like I said, a lot of times this electronic waste is just being 
burned at very high temperatures in order to get rid of it. But then we're burning it and we're releasing all of these vapors and toxic stuff into the air. There is cobalt in our phones. This is harmful to the eye, skin, heart, and lungs. Exposure to cobalt can cause cancer. So workers who are exposed to it, or if you're just like digging through electronic waste that has cobalt in it, you can get cancer. There's also something called manganism that I learned about, which is exposure to manganese dust or fumes, and it's a neurological condition that's similar to Parkinson's disease. So you will get symptoms like trembling, stiffness, slow motor movement, and potentially severe depression and anxiety just from exposure to manganese and the fumes, which again, if we're burning them, you're being exposed to it. The last metal that I want to talk about is tungsten, which can, again, affect you when it's breathed in. It can cause irritation to the nose and the throat. And then exposure, like repeated exposure to high levels, can affect your lungs. But it can also irritate your skin and your eyes if you are around it. You may think, well, I'm not consuming these metals. I'm not digging through this toxic waste, so this doesn't really affect me. And you may not even know if it is affecting you or not, but aside from that, I truly hope that you care if other people are affected by it or not. I hope you do care that there are children fishing through these toxic metals to try and gather materials just so they can survive and are nearly killing themselves in the process or obtaining long-term health effects because the only source of water they have is streams polluted with toxins. And all of this just so you can have a cell phone that you didn't really need in the first place. Like to me, it is just not worth it. And we would never have our own children digging through trash just to survive. I've put a lot of this on the consumer and that's not entirely fair. We do know that planned obsolescence is a thing. Companies are intentionally making their products to break so that you will have to replace it somehow, whether this is buying new or trying to repair it. But often they also make it more difficult to repair than replace. For example, one YouTuber that I watched was just recently talking about how I think it was like her dryer or something broke and she needed a part to repair it. But that part literally cost something crazy, like over half the price it would have been just to buy a new one. So the system really is set up in a way where it just makes sense for you to get rid of the old one and buy new. So thankfully, we do see some legal actions kind of being taken against this so hopefully it will stop but again it doesn't mean that you can't try to repair instead of replace it doesn't mean that you can't use your phone until it's like very broken or you know take good care of it to extend the life of it as long as you can instead of just trading out a perfectly working phone for a new one because a new model came out and the other part of this is that there are some pretty horrible recycling programs in place it's really not easy to do I think that all electronic companies should be required to have easy and accessible systems that make them responsible for the e-waste that they are producing. Because at the end of the day, they are the ones buying these raw materials and, you know, putting this stuff out into the environment. So they should be responsible for helping you dispose of it and recycle it in a way that is safe and responsible. I also think that this means the government should make tech recycling programs just as accessible, the same way you have a regular trash and recycling bin, and in some places compost. We all know that I think compost should be a part of that, but there should be these four. You should have a trash bin 
like regular waste, you know, a recycling bin, a compost bin, and an e-waste bin that you can just like throw on your curbside and the government will come through and make sure that they dispose of it in a an appropriate, responsible way. Well, I've spent enough time trying to convince you that e-waste is a problem. And let's start talking about some actions. And I will say that honestly, this the tech waste crisis bothers me a little bit more than a lot of the other ones, kind of like what I said before, comparing it to like the food waste crisis. And that's because I think this one, so much of it really does come down to the consumer. You just don't need a new phone every year. You don't. And I honestly can't understand why people want to buy a new one all the time. Like it's stupid expensive and the newest phone really does anything different from the previous version. And so to me, it's just like, if we stopped buying them, there wouldn't be the demand. Our dollars are so powerful that even just like not buying a new phone for a year, if everybody in America did that, there would be such a huge difference. So it just, it just really bothers me because I can't ever imagine that having a new phone or a new laptop when the one that you already had works just fine is worth like putting children at risk, putting people at risk, putting the future of our entire planet at such risk that I know that we live in a world where technology has an important role. And we all, I have a cell phone, I have a laptop, I'm not going to try and pretend that I don't. But we need to make sure that we are disposing and recycling these items responsibly. This includes TVs, gaming consoles, really anything like that. While researching for this episode, I learned that there are actually like certain certifications recycling companies can obtain, similar to how like a company can be B certified, for example. And so I stumbled upon this because I was trying to look into where you could bring your e-waste, where I could bring my e-waste, you know, places I could tell you to go bring your e-waste, knowing that it would be taken care of responsibly. And while I was doing this, the big one that kept popping up was Best Buy. And they have all of these numbers on their website about all the waste, you know, how many pounds they've recycled and diverted from landfill and all of that. And I'm not trying to imply that they didn't do those things, that they don't do those things. But I think it's really important we pay attention to the language here because Best Buy doesn't actually do any recycling themselves. They're not a recycling company. They just sell it to other companies. And I think because of this, the way they phrase it, they can be a little bit shadier. I, again, I don't know if this is the case or not, but they can say that they recycled it when in reality they have no idea what's actually happening to the waste after they pass it on. And so I think because of this and for other reasons, Best Buy doesn't have any of these certifications, any of these like accreditations saying that they are disposing or recycling of this e-waste that they're collecting in a responsible and ethical way. And not to mention the impact, too, of, like, selling these big, bulky waste items to other places and having to, like, ship it all around the world, drive it all around the world. Like, that's a huge carbon footprint. So these certifications, basically, that these companies can get are, like, third-party companies that essentially vet the company and make sure that they are adhering to these high standards and practices if they, you know, they have to follow them if they want to maintain this 
certification. So the big three, you know, the three big ones I could find are the e-steward certification. And here you can actually search for certified recyclers in your area, which is pretty cool because I recently had, was looking for a place where I could bring some stuff. I have some old cell phones that my husband and I have literally had for over 10 years that we have, like, I haven't wanted to throw them away. So I was just trying to find where I could maybe bring them. And there was one website I found in my area that said they had all of these certifications, but I actually couldn't find them on their website anywhere. So I reached out to them asking, you know, what they were and if they could, you know, send them to me or whatever. But what I found really interesting is that when I went onto this e-steward certification website, that one place that I talked to actually wasn't in their website, like in their directory for places that they had certified. And this other place, I don't necessarily was claiming to have this e-steward certification, but it was just really interesting to me that they claim to have all of these ones, but one of like the, you know, most popular ones you can have, they actually didn't have it. So it's just something to pay attention to. Um, the other two are the Recycling Industry Operating Standard Certification, also known as RIOS, it looks like. And then uh, the other thing that is actually pretty popular, the more I started to research it, I saw it pop up more and more. So you maybe have heard of this one. It's just the Responsible Recycling Certification, also known as R2. So when you go to recycle your products, check for these certifications, you know, see if they have them, if they're doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. And in that way, you'll probably feel much better about the waste that you're getting rid of, especially because it kind of takes that, that part away from you. It's not necessarily your responsible, your responsibility anymore to make sure that it's being done ethically. You can kind of trust these other companies knowing that it is going to happen. And it's not like these companies work for the recycling, the e-waste recycling company, if that makes sense. It's like a third party separate company that really has no, you know, they have no skin in the game for this company, whether or not they give them this certification. Another way that you can be a responsible consumer of technology and electronics is to buy secondhand as much as you can. Like I mentioned earlier, I, my phone that I have now is something that I bought secondhand from like a ref online refurbishing sort of website. I actually can't remember now the exact one. I could probably find it if I like look through my email or something. Uh, but for one, it was cheaper. I think it was like under $200. And two, I mean, it's worked perfectly fine. I've had it for almost three years now and like I've literally had no problems with it and I've been taking pretty good care of it. So knock on wood, nothing happens to it now. Uh, but I don't really foresee myself having, you know, any issues with it in the future either. And not only are you then, you know, feeling good because you bought something secondhand, but this increases the demand to reuse these materials, if that makes any sense. Like, for example, if you have, if you're putting your money towards buying new products, companies, you know, can see this, like they have analytics and everything and they'll see that most of their revenue or whatever is coming from new products. Whereas if you put that same money towards reused products, it's now like companies want to do what's going to make them more money. So if we use our dollars like voting, we can encourage companies 
to do what we want based on where we put our money. And of course, you know, that it encourages reuse, diverts things from going to landfill. Overall, just so I also think that a big first step here is awareness. The tech waste crisis is something I only came to learn about about a year ago and still hadn't realized just how widespread it is. You know, a lot of the little details I didn't even know still until researching more for this episode. So another thing you can do is simply spread the word, share this episode, tell your friends what's going on and why they should care. Because I just really don't think that many people know and they aren't aware of just how much of an impact their cell phone can have. You know, it's like a pretty small material overall. So it's not like it's taking up a lot of room in a landfill, for example. So I could see how if you weren't fully aware of just how bad it can be, you wouldn't think that it was that big of a deal. And we have to find ways to reuse the metals we have already mined. Like I said, there's so much that's just sitting there essentially being wasted when it would be cheaper and better overall for the environment to mine what's already there instead of mining raw materials. One thing I saw that was pretty cool was in 2020 for the Olympics, Japan mined metals from 6 million mobile phones, which was 72,000 tons of waste to make the metals for the tournament which I thought was pretty cool. But I do think that reusing the metals that already exist and not mining more is really something, you know, that is kind of out of our hands as far as what we can physically do. That is something that, you know, requires help from larger entities like corporations and government. Say this, but go vote, call your politicians, call your city and tell them you want an electronic recycling system put in place. Our words, our dollars count and the squeaky wheel gets the freaking grease, you guys. We need help from the government. So let's annoy the fuck out of them until they act. There is power in you and me. And once we realize it, no one can stop us.